what's good everybody this is wanm fm 90.5 halftime with the playmakers it's your host mr 813 amai kiwi we are back with another episode it's a brand new season of the podcast this is your midweek partner of the live show the playmakers which airs every saturday from 10 30 a.m to 12 p.m on wanm 90.5 i got my guys in the studio and i even got somebody that hasn't been on the show in a minute dn go ahead yo what's going on it's your boy dn like my boy kibi said it's been a little minute glad to be back you know ready to bounce back get right to it what's going on man it's your favorite boy from alabama tristan hudden coming to you live yo what's going on everybody it's young jefe in the building aka jefe let's get it what's going on everybody it's brian Hart and Jr. representing Broward county as per usual how y'all how y'all feeling on our first episode back feeling great it's a man, new season happy. good feeling good mm. we ain't finally here new we season yeah we ain't hear you breathing on the mic in a while man no 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 when right before he introduced me he was like we, we have a person that hasn't been here for a while they could tell by the breathing it was the end man i'm excited for the guys to be back in the studio man we're gonna jump right into it so we got some nfl news that we're gonna jump right into so the nfl season is kicking off this thursday the kansas city chiefs will be playing the detroit lions and so if you guys haven't heard star tight end travis kelsey is questionable with a hyper extended knee injury now travis kelsey obviously is the greatest tight end in the game right now hasn't missed a game due to injury in nearly a decade and so how does this change the chiefs game plan against the detroit lions it doesn't they're gonna win regardless no i think it changes a lot they're gonna win regardless you got chris jones out already yep because of money issues then travis kelsey like who you gonna rely on msv sky Moore? come on now that's that's not something you rely on they're gonna do it all season why not the the first game it comes down to who has the best player on the field regardless of position that is patrick mahomes patrick mahomes makes everybody on offense better regardless now defense might be a little shaky like you said without chris jones but patrick mahomes is the best player in the nfl right now so this is my question to you then so you don't think the chiefs have to change their game plan whatsoever because you got to understand travis kelsey is such a pivotal part about their offense so you don't think they have to change anything they'll change it just strictly because he is such a big pivotal part of the offense but at the same time andy reed is a uh, mastermind yeah yeah, he's a mastermind so andy reed is gonna make it happen regardless and like i said it's not like they playing the 49ers or the eagles hold on detroit good now yeah detroit exactly. some good I, with some respect some, detroit, I, i'm aware i'm aware a that hair, detroit is good a and hair away from missing the playoff and they're definitely a team on the rise but they're not good enough yet to beat yeah. kansas city at kansas city i just don't see it happening the first game of the year ahead, i see it being tight though what you think dean i definitely feel like chiefs gonna you know still come out with it anything they'll just probably change the red zone offense somewhere where travis kelsey definitely is elite so if anything i feel like that would be the most change but i definitely see pat and them coming out with it so an interesting point too so i know someone said no chris jones and so my question to you guys is do you think the chiefs can go 7-0 or have a decent record until chris jones returns to the team they're gonna have a decent record yeah. but it's just as far as like quarterback time and like he's gonna have a lot of time in the pocket now because chris jones led the led the percentage as far as pat getting to the quarterback and things like that so i don't think they're gonna flop and fall off but i mean the record is not gonna be what it's always been so we're looking at first game against lions second game against the jaguars third it's gonna game be a tough one jaguars gonna be a tough one yeah absolutely and they play in jacksonville third game against chicago fourth game against the jet fifth game against the vikings sixth game against the broncos seventh game chargers. against the chargers yeah so it's not it's not the easiest stretch it's not like they playing cupcake teams mm-hmm. but at the same time like i said it all comes down to you have the best player and probably the best coach in the nfl right now at this point in the nfl we're not in the 80s and the 90s where defense is just dominating chris jones is a humongous part of what the kansas city chiefs do yeah. but as long as patrick mahomes is healthy and as long as andy reed is living and 
breathing, I have them as a favorite in all these games. And and it's interesting that you point out their stretch the first seven games because after the seven games, they play Broncos, Dolphins, Eagles, a up and coming Raiders team. They're playing the Packers and then they have that game against the Bills yeah. December 10th. So it's definitely a tough stretch afterwards. What's well, a tough schedule? This is a, this a tough schedule. I ain't yeah, gonna yeah, lie. It's a tough yeah, schedule. Like, period. But you know, it, again, to me, now I know y'all might think differently, but you got then Travis Kelsey ain't gonna be hurt the whole year. He has a hyperextended knee. Hyperextended knee. It, that hurt. I ain't gonna hold you. That's, it is. It does. It does. Painful injury. But but the good thing is it's not like it's broken or you know some type of like cartilage issue. But we truly don't know yet. Like this just happened today. The good thing is he has money. And at the end of the day, if he really want to play, they gonna shoot him up with some roids and he's gonna play. It's not crazy. It's <laughs> that, my, that's what they do. Here's my, here's my question for y'all on the first game. What are y'all excited to see the most? Either from Detroit side or from Kansas City side, going into this first game of the season, I'm excited I see to see Detroit's Lions offense. Yeah, I'm excited I to see, see how that. they put that together because, like, like I said, they were just a hair away from missing the playoffs last season. But we really saw what their potential could be. I really like their head coach down there. Like Jeff said, their offense is great. I'm a Ross a. Brown, so you know I'm really interested to see what they do on offense. And I mean, as far as the Chiefs, I mean it's the Chiefs, man. Chiefs are still, as of six hours ago, they're still six and a half point favorites. Uh, I kind of expect this game to be a shootout just because with Detroit last year they were third in the NFL and. Passing yard and you're playing against the Chiefs already a passing team so I think we're going to see a lot of airtime out there maybe Detroit decides to establish their running game more you know starting starting season off seeing as they don't have any type of defense in Kansas City right now with Chris Jones being out but I expect it to kind of be a you know, high scoring game I think the total amount is 54 and a half is what you know yeah it's like 53 53 and yeah, a half the sports book have it at so I see it being a high scoring game hey man we're gonna see man like I said that Thursday night game is going to definitely be a good one to watch so definitely will be tuned into that so we're gonna switch the gear now we're gonna talk about Another AFC team, a team that has been getting a lot of attention this offseason, especially with the Hard Knocks documentary, the New York Jets. So what is their ceiling this season? Me personally, I'll just go ahead and say it first. It's AFC Championship or Super Bowl or it's a bust. It's Super Bowl or bust. It's Super Bowl or bust. They yeah. can't go to the AFC Championship and then not win it. No, it's Super Bowl or bust. Y'all so think they're you making don't, the AFC Championship? But the thing is, though, <laughs> listen, so, listen, so listen, let's, yeah, that's, let's, let's that, keep in mind something, though, first. They have the fourth hardest schedule in the entire NFL, and they have the fifth best odds to win the AFC. Oh, is yeah. your answer still the same? Yes, because you don't get Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers take a pay cut just to get Dalvin Cook and all these other weapons near him just to not make it Super Bowl? No, it's Super Bowl or bust. I'm sorry. I ain't gonna lie. I know Aaron Rodgers is the GOAT. Aaron Rodgers has been falling short in the playoffs the last yeah, three he's to four Yeah, he's 7-9 seven and nine in postseason since that so, Super Bowl win yeah. in uh, 2010. And the 49ers, Jesus. other reason why. So, albeit <laughs> he is on a better team all around, I think personally, it's gonna come down to the line. And unless they can get that O-line fixed by their O-line is terrible. Their O-line isn't terrible. No, their offensive line is terrible. It didn't, like, I mean, like, I've been watching them during, like, training camp and preseason. Like, it's not bad. It's not It's not as bad as I feel like a lot of critics or I feel like it's bad. You as know they go against seen. the Cowboys wing, too, right? Okay, you know yeah. Micah Parsons on that D-line. You know that, right? There's you a lot of things D-line you can up. do in game plan against Michael Parsons. You know they play against the Eagles. You know that, right? Yep. That's that's a nasty yep. D-line. That is. First week. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, this, this is in no way, shape, or form going to be an easy road for the Jets. But to sit up here and say that it's a Super Bowl or bust, like, I said an AFC championship game or potentially a Super Bowl. I'm cool with either one. No one's expecting them to think, come out the gate and I win think, a Super Bowl. I think everybody's I mean, expecting I think everybody, I mean, a Super Bowl. You don't throw I mean, all your chips in just to come that's, short. That's 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 they crazy had a quarter, to me. They that's had a quarterback on there. Sauce Gardner was disrespecting his quarterback like while he was still on the roster. Zach Wilson is still there. And then he said, Yo, we're a quarterback away, we're a quarterback away. Like, we can get an Aaron Rodgers, we're going to the Super Bowl. You don't you don't put on the cheese head if you don't think you're going to the Super Bowl. Okay, so this is my question then. So do you feel like hard knocks was a distraction? 
distraction or was that something positive for the Jets this season? It's a biz at the end of the day. Yeah, it's like extra money you're used to in. cameras. You're used to cameras being on you. Like wasn't my question though. But you're, was you're, it was it a distraction for expected, the team or something positive? I would for say the it's team. a distraction. If any, yeah, I would say more. It's more so of a positive because it kind of puts the Jets in a in a better light. Um, I guess trying to loosen up some of the expectations they have, make make it seem like they're they're ready to come into the season, like they're prime time this season is what that was what it really, really did for us. But at the end of the day, I, it's still Super Bowl of bust when you go and trade for Aaron Rodgers at this point in his career. See, I feel differently because I feel like Hard Knocks was definitely a distraction that the Jets did not need this season. Let me tell you why. Everything that they're doing during training camp is getting put on a national scale, right? You have these analysts from Stephen A's to um, the other shows like Undisputed, Skip, Shannon. You have all these analysts saying it, setting these high expectations for this team that we truly could like see flop this season or be great this season. See, this is the thing though. So typically when a team is available for Hard Knocks, the head coach will shut it down, right? There's a reason for that. You don't want distractions that set unprecedented high expectations for a team. And then when they don't perform or they make the slightest bit of mistake, which again is expected because this is the first time that they're playing with this type of team. Just being honest, I just really think it's a distraction for the team. I felt like they would have been better off not doing Hard Knocks, us not knowing what they they got going on behind the closed doors. Because to me, all Hard Knocks did for me was show me this. Aaron Rodgers gets along with his teammates and everyone loves Aaron Rodgers. But other than that, what did it do? Except like really put them on a national scale out there, put put these unprecedented high expectations for a team that could honestly flop. You keep saying high expectations, but let's, let me switch it over to basketball, right? Kevin Durant went to the Suns. Mm -hmm. Everybody put a high expectation on them, right? And they folded. All right, so it's the same with football. If you get a high profile player, it comes with high expectations. Okay, but this, this is my thing though. Okay, so let me ask you this. Would you rather have your whole preseason, your whole training camp experience, everything televised, broadcast on a national scale, instead of truly locking in and trying to really fulfill those high expectations that are had for you. Obviously, you're going to get high expectations in any situation when you're a high caliber player like Aaron Rodgers, or even to your point, uh, from a basketball standpoint, Kevin Durant. But I feel like it being televised and put on a national scale is just a distraction because now you got the media in your business when really football clubs that really are bought into that winning kind of culture, they don't have- I see what you're saying. It's a distraction. I understand that part, but high expectations are going to come when we get high caliber players. What you think, Tristan? <laughs> it comes down to, and I hear everything both of y'all are saying, I I'm not going to say it's championship or bust for them because I don't feel like they're top three team in the AFC right now. Thank you. That's just me personally. Mm. I do think the Dolphins have a better team than them. I do. The Bills clearly have a better, well, no, four, because Cincinnati has a better team than them also, and Kansas City as well, and you can make a case for the Chargers. It all comes down to the offensive line. All these teams have great pass rushers. Well, not great, because the Chargers is a little iffy, but these teams have good pass rushers. So if you can't protect Aaron Rodgers, it don't matter if you're going to be on his back the whole time. That's really all it comes down to. You can get Dalvin Cook. You got Garrett Wilson. You got Randall Cobb. You have all these weapons, but Aaron Rodgers needs time. He needs a clean pocket, and that's what he had in Green Bay. He doesn't have that now, unfortunately. So it'll be interesting to see how they work. And even Robert Sala was saying it on Hard Knocks as well. I don't know if y'all remember that episode. I can't yeah. remember exactly what he said, but he was talking about it. It'll be interesting to see how it all comes together. It's easy to look good in preseason, but how are you gonna look like when everything counts and exactly. when it matters? And and I think I think you know people are really just buying into the hype again because of Hard Knocks and because of how it allowed us to see the Jets in a whole nother light. But time will truly, truly tell. They have their first game against the Bills this upcoming Sunday. So this, 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 this should be interesting. So speaking of the Bills and their matchup against the Jets, week one of the NFL is underway. It's going to start this Thursday with that Chiefs game we spoke on earlier. So what are some of your favorite matchups, guys, that you would like to see this week? I know for me, I got my top three favorite matchups. I got the Jags versus the Colts. That's definitely going to be a good game. <laughs> 
especially why just be a fan at this point why Why? let me tell you why brian because i want to see calvin ridley in action my boy i don't think that's gonna be a good i don't think think it's gonna be a a good matchup but (laughs) i get what you're saying just say you want to see the The, jack to be the jack the action the colts no jt from what it seems like we haven't heard no reports of him suiting up so that will be interesting to see how they play that dynamic that's why i said that as well me personally i'm really eager to see how my buccaneers play against the vikings a lot of us (laughs) you're gonna lose you're gonna lose (laughs) i really think we're gonna shock y'all move on to week two i think we're gonna shock (laughs) y'all and then of course my last matchup is the bills and the jets so what about y'all me personally i want to start with the Bengals and browns i want to see how deshaun watson comes out after actually having a full year training camp and being able to be with the team this year i'm expecting them to make up a huge jump that's one of my surprise teams i do have them making the playoffs this year i also am very excited to see bryce young first game actual full game with the panthers they play the falcons and of course play the uh the eagles i'm an eagles fan man come on now play the patriots and also i'm a supporter of mac jones i know everybody else is not a supporter Ew, of him. Dang. my point exactly you really, you really everybody, everybody really? else is not a supporter of him but remember they had me calling plays last year what y'all expect him to look like how many years he been in the league two uh, who's their head coach bill belichick all right it's just like <laughs> i'm just not <laughs> what are you talking about he said me calling plays like, what, what, what are you talking about right now but bill not, belichick ain't no offense of mine we I'm know just, that yeah That's but yeah but bro mac jones sometimes has some jeremy moves for moments me 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 yeah is it the same man that threw for over three thousand at alabama yeah at alabama. alabama what is that who, who's his receivers who's no no receiver? wait answer answer that answer it you had Devontae smith uh-huh okay yeah okay. yeah thank you i'm confused you got you need somebody to throw it to right you you need someone to throw Bailey it to Zappy why, performed why, better than why are we why are we making this? they were cheering in the crowd zappy that is bad when you don't have expectations for someone and all the thing you got to do is just go and just do whatever we know Bailey zappy's not going to start no one likes mac jones but at the same time we're not talking about who was mac jones throwing to last year he's still not throwing anybody this year <laughs> thank you the only thing that's different now is he has the offensive coordinator that's the only thing different and i don't even like bill o'brien as offensive coordinator dealing with him for two years so no it's, it's better than who matt patricia matt patricia. matt patricia okay so what are we what are we really talking about right now like he had nobody to throw it to uh-huh. he didn't have an offensive coordinator we get it just all right cool. we know you love bama we're gonna get him later he loved them bama bread boys man it's okay jeff go ahead my only got two games the first game is the dolphins and chargers just a simple fact because they chose tua before justin oh that's a good rematch of like who was the better pick out of those two and of course bang 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 nine again you know what i'm saying the 49ers we see how we look we got nick bosa or not i think we are hopefully we paid a man but i want to see how we look without who are, you, who are y'all matched up against the steelers gonna win you yeah, should that's, win that's definitely a win you should win go ahead Deion. you already know gotta start off with the commanders i ain't gonna bro i forgot he was a commander hey, <laughs> we won all three preseason games they did beat the eagles they did beat the eagles though we did beat the eagles they beat the backup eagles come on but like you said with the jets just trying to see how it looks when the games actually count just you know i feel like this would be a good one we play the cardinals i think this would be a good little Kyle Murray not even Kyle Murray not even playing not that and they still gonna lose not that they, we're not gonna lose bro. not that that's gonna be their only win for the season bro it's not gonna be our only win for the season hey, no, I'm we're talking go. about the cardinals because they're gonna beat you bro. oh man hey, at this point right. the, the commander should tank for caleb williams you know bring it back to bro. maryland again at this point bro and then i also like jeff said got the dolphins and the uh chargers it's gonna be a show for sure a lot of gunslinging a lot of deep balls i'm ready i'm looking forward to it for real brian what's your matchups uh, i really like to see the afc that potentially afc championship game matchup the that bills jets looking to see how that looks how aaron Rodgers looks with his new team or looking to see if, if the bills have missed their window of winning the super bowl and just like 
Deanne, and Jeff. I'm really also looking forward to that Dolphins Chargers game. Never been the biggest Tua fan. Never really liked what he had going on. But let's see if he can get past injuries this season. He's going to get somebody tough. He's going to get Jay Herbo. So looking to see how the, how the Dolphins look with their new with their offense and how the Chargers coming in this season. I can't lie, Deanne. The Commanders might go one and four to start the season. Bro. Sheesh. Who they schedule? <laughs> they got the Cardinals. That might be a win. The Broncos. The Bills. The Eagles. Yeah. Oh man, what? And four. the Bears. Hey, Dion, y'all, y'all draft tanking for Caleb Williams too? No. We're Drake not May. Tanking. Drake May. Drake May coming? We're not tanking. All right. Quinn Ewers. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Though, I'm sorry. It's not looking good for y'all boys, but it's all good, man. Uh, what? Amal, who y'all play again? Your first four games? Vikings. They lost. I don't think so, fellas. Come Hell. on now. Come on now. Stop, put, put some respect on that. That's Kirk team. Cousins. Put There's no respect on the team. Justin what? Jefferson. So, so everyone was just talking about all this offseason about how the Bucks, their quarterback question, right? The court, the Kyle the, Trask. The beat the, the quarterback Baker battle Mayfield. between Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. He has more commercials than playoff wins. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he was in a horrible situation in Cleveland, but <laughs> still made it to still managed to take the team to the playoffs. The Brown, yes, yes, we remember that. The Brown, Browns the Browns team traded for with Juice Landry. The and, Browns uh, traded for uh, somebody with 20 allegations rather than keep Baker, Baker Mayfield. What is that? <laughs> bro, that, bro, that. They didn't even know if he was going to beat his criminal charges and they traded for or for somebody else instead of keeping Baker Mayfield. <laughs> bro, we play the Vikings, right? We got the Bears, then the Eagles. That's a loss. Then we play the Saints. Which, way, which, one, was, which one was the L? The Eagles or the Bears? The Eagles. They're both L's, by the way. No, they're not. <laughs> you you think Justin Fields is going to beat yeah. our, our, our defense? Justin Fields going to run 120 yards against y'all. He's going to run y'all Damn. They got <laughs> DJ Moore too now. The disrespect is crazy, and I'm not going to tolerate it no longer. When we win, y'all will be hearing from me. All right. Anyway, let's move on to some college ball, man. You know, this. Yes. This my lingo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was definitely the the best like opening weekend I've I've ever seen. No, I'm not gonna lie. It, it was it was great from from that Colorado TCU game to that Florida State cooking that LSU pack, man. Like it was it was great, man. I, I don't even know where to begin. But what I will begin by saying is, guys, what do you think of the Week One AP rankings? They should have put Florida State three. That was a big win. That it was. was a big win. It was it was. So some so some analysts argue that Florida State could have been number one because of the legitimate of their win and how they won. Number one. Because number one. hold on. Let me tell you <laughs> number so. one. Let me, let's let me, get let me, three. Let's 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 hold on. You give them an inch, Jeff. You take Georgia. A mile. What is that's that? what I'm saying. Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, the teams that are ranked higher than us, they smacked their opponents, but they were playing FCS lower division schools. I'm, I'm, am I missing something? LSU was ranked five, and we put 40 on them. So it's it's a legitimate argument. So I, I've seen one? I've seen different rankings. Some have Florida State at three. Some have Florida State at four. Some have Florida State at one. It's legit. What? rankings are you looking at that has Florida State at one? Yeah, please, because... Yeah. Well, the, that's, one, that's the, one, the one I'm looking at, according to AP, they're at four, but I've been watching a lot of different, like, coverages, and I can understand why that argument would be made. Would I put them at number one this early in the season? No. And that's just being real and not being biased. But I'm interested to see what you guys think. So, a lot of legitimate moves were made. FSU was at four. Of course, we just talked about that. LSU dropped to 14. Clemson's at 25. They should be Clemson dropped 20. to 25. Five. They should be unranked. And then, of course, we got Colorado that's back in the top 25 for the first time since 2016. So what do you guys, What? how do you guys feel? I will start off by saying, if you guys are listening to me, I know y'all probably have better things to do than listen to little old me. But if whoever is putting Florida State number one in their rankings, you need your job took immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking the Kool-Aid real fast. I see. You didn't hear anything I a, just said. No, I'm not talking about you. You said you didn't do it. So we're not talking about you. you Unless you did not, it. Yeah. I think I'm on. So, so you don't, so you can't legit. Legitimately 
really see why that that would be an argument. Absolutely no. not. Absolutely not. Georgia hasn't lost in how many games? Absolutely. Not. Who do they play in week it doesn't, one? It doesn't bro. matter. Like, 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 like I'm not saying that's the standard. I, like this, that's not, this, that's not how they Okay, work. so this is this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they should be number one, but I'm saying I can understand how that argument could be made. Absolutely. Because of the legitimacy of their win, and they were the only team in the top five to play a ranked opponent. Absolutely. This week. I'm pretty sure you can, but no. There, there, there's no <laughs> instance where they should be ranked over Georgia. We can make a case for Michigan and Alabama. Cool. I don't care. But Georgia, no. What I think about the top 25. I is, think I think you can switch Ohio State with USC. Ohio State looked very sluggish against Indiana. They did. They did. But Indiana, I want to give Indiana credit because I watched the first three quarters of that game. I didn't watch it. The yeah, it, it was actually a very competitive yeah. game. Indiana has a better team than what people are giving them credit for. I know it don't sound good because it's Indiana, mm-hmm. but Indiana's defense is actually very good. They did a good job of trying to contain Marvin Harrison yeah, as much they as they did. They held, they held that man to two catches, 18 yards. So, yeah, they I put think. some different coverages yeah. on them. So I, I do give them credit. I don't think a lot of people are going to look. Now, depending on how the season goes for Indiana, I don't think a lot of people are going to look back at that and be like, oh, they barely beat Indiana. In the day, they won by three touchdowns, so you can't really fault them for that. I would switch Texas, too, with Utah. Texas did look sluggish. I'll give them that. Texas, Texas looks sluggish. In T-town. Utah. You, I like Utah where they are now. Florida's a good win because it's Florida, but at the same time, it's also Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised that North Carolina at 17. I'm just being honest. I mean, I just felt like they could have been at least in that top 15, but I'm not mad at it. I think Wisconsin is still a little too high. They struggle. Buffalo, they beat Buffalo 38-17. Offense looked a little sluggish in Luke Fickle's debut. Mm-hmm. The two quarters I watched, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I watched the whole Wisconsin game. Right. I couldn't do it. No. I'm not even going to sit here and pretend like I watched the yeah. entire Wisconsin game, but they looked a little... Yeah. They, they have a lot, a lot of ways to improve. I don't think they're ready to contend in the Big Ten yet. So something is really interesting with that 20 to 25 range because you got Ole Miss at 20. Duke is now at 21. Shout out Riley Leonard. Because <laughs> that was a him. jump. Yeah. So they're, they're ranked higher than Colorado, Texas A&M, Tulane, and of course Clemson. That's really interesting. I'm, I got Tulane over Texas A&M. You do? Yeah. Who did they play week one? I mean, they played South Alabama, but Tulane beat USC. Let's remember that. Yeah. Indeed they did. They did. Texas A&M has a big game against Miami coming up this week, and I'll be very interested to see how they look. Miami is going to be a lot, very much improved this year. I don't think it'll be that big of an improvement where we're saying, oh, they're playoff contenders, but I do think they're an eight-win team this year. They have improved in a lot of skill position areas and in the offensive line and defensive line areas. So I do expect that to be a very tough game. That's going to go a long way in seeing. If they lose that game, I fully expect Jimbo Fisher to be fired at the end of the year. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even going to lie to you. I do expect him to be fired by the end of the year. It's definitely been a rough stretch, I will admit that. And, you know, if the improvement isn't made, I mean, I can't say that I disagree with that. Notre Dame, they look good, but they're playing nobody. Yeah, they're playing nobody. So, uh, I think they should be dropped a little bit. Just a couple of spots. I, like, Notre Dame is always going to be Notre Dame. We'll see about them when they play Ohio State. So, they have a very tough schedule. They have more than enough games to prove themselves. Dan, what you think? I like it. I like it. Colorado at 22. Duke at 21. I definitely am interested to see um, Colorado and what they got in Nebraska. Of course, it's, I personally feel like it's going to be a dub. Thing is, just the score from T. TCU 45-42 is very high. I didn't see much of the game, but I did see a good amount, and I just want to see some improvement from the defense, more of a shutout in this next game. With Colorado, why, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I definitely watched that whole game. With Colorado, yeah. they're still an offensive line and defensive line away. So once they get that situated, they'll be Deion Sanders said the same thing. He said yeah. once, we get, once we get some boys in the trenches, it's going to be a yeah. different
different team. Because they're still small in the trenches. Very yeah. small. Like, especially you, on D-line. The, there, there was a lot of points in that game where, you know, they were kind of just, either they were just fatigued or, you know, TCU was just able to, like, run a little bit. I don't, like, I don't think yeah, that's back was going crazy. I don't think Colorado was fatigued. I think they were, crazy in the red zone. He was low-key unstoppable in the red zone. And that's a problem up front. And so to open A lot of open running lanes. I'm sorry, I'm Yeah, nah, like, definitely what Tristan said, like, a lot of open running lanes. And so that's why, that's what I'm saying, like, the fatigueness came into play, especially, like, down in the trenches. So that definitely is their Achilles heel that they need to watch out for this season. And we will see how that progresses. So, Heisman favorites. Big week one. Big week one. So here are my Heisman favorites. You guys can agree. You guys can disagree. I don't care. This is my opinion. Travis Hunter obviously that was an amazing showing played both sides of the ball had over 100 yards receiving had nearly two to three interceptions in that game never seen nobody do that since Dion himself that was just crazy Jordan Travis Drake May and Shador Sanders of you course. know he had to put a Florida boy up in there yep mm. yep you know it as I rightfully should mm. I think I, I think it's a two-man race it could change if Shador you know improves what he did Jordan Travis I'll throw him in there I guess <laughs> but I think it's Travis and Caleb I think Caleb's yes. Edge because yes, you know sir. do you think he can really repeat he can't and it's only what he can't if he beats utah and wins the pac-12 let alone make the playoffs if he does those three things it's in his hands there's no go there's no debate whether travis Hunter does good or whatever there's no debate caleb williams has a gauntlet to end the season starting with notre dame at notre dame they play utah at home cal that should be a cakewalk washington at home but washington is not a cakewalk they play yes, oregon yeah, at no. eugene and they end the season with UC ucla per usual so i think that's when it's real heisman candidate like really let me tell you let me tell you another person that could get thrown in that mix too michael Penix jr because that Absolutely. that yeah. boy was balling this past weekend so that's definitely a sleeper for sure yeah think, what you think I'm oh, off, off, off. no go ahead i do think in order for travis to really be taken seriously in this competition because i do believe that the heisman race is quarterback mm -hmm. award yeah i do think it's caleb williams to lose right now because he hasn't done anything to like blow lose it, it yeah. or blow it but i do think shador has put himself in that list with the game he had also Jordan Travis and Drake May, so it'll be interesting. I do have Travis, but Travis Hunter's at the bottom. The bottom. Yeah. The bottom. <laughs> so, so, so that's what I was going to ask you. So, do you think it's possible for there to be another player outside of being a quarterback, outside of Charles Wilson, who won the Heisman as a defensive back? Do you think it's possible in this modern age, this modern day and age in college football? He would have to like. He, he would basically have to be a Travis Hunter. Yeah, you're yeah. Travis Hunter. So he's he, the ideal. He's a like. He's a monster. Like I don't think people understand how good he is at offense, but for people and even. When I was talking to people that work here, I'm not gonna say no names, but you kind of see like who really like watches football, football. Like I get you watch college football, but sometimes if you're like really into the sport like me, I can't speak for anybody else, but some of these, most of these kids I be watching in high school. So if you know about Travis Hunter, like Travis Hunter was a monster. Yeah, no, he was like crazy. going crazy. No, 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 no. This man would play a football game, they go to practice and hoop like it was nothing. Like season in oh, football, yeah. at a tournament for basketball, hooping. So I, I do think Travis Hunter has a chance, but he gonna need a about five to six more games like that. He's gonna have to have almost a, I would say seven, eight interceptions. It would have to be the norm. That game, that stat line, it would have to yeah. be the norm to yeah, be Caleb Williams. I would say about seven, eight, nine interceptions, maybe close to a thousand yards receiving, a few more touchdowns. Like he, he's gonna have to have um basically what Devontae Smith did. He's gonna have to have a Superman type year to win the Heisman. Okay. 
What you think, Dan? I'm not gonna lie, I definitely agree. I feel like it's definitely a quarterback race. So if he can keep up what he got going, then there's definitely a chance of him winning. My top pick for show sure is Caleb Williams. I've been Caleb Williams this whole time. I done seen him in high school at Gonzaga. He gave you nightmares like Malik. <laughs> I, mean, I never play him, but oh, I done okay. seen I done seen the games. I done been at the games, and it's just like it's been top tier football this whole time. So it's just like if anybody, I, I definitely got him if he keep up what he got going on for sure. Brian. Me, I love to see an underdog or somebody other than a quarterback win the Heisman this year. So hopefully Travis Hunter can keep this up and then secure, uh, uh, like you said, like Charles Woodson, the last person that's not on offense to win a Heisman. I like to see that. But I do like what I see out of Caleb again. I see where y'all coming from where they say that, uh, you see a repeat coming this year. It's really his to lose. Even the odds favorites have him win it again back to back this year. But I love to see an underdog. I love to see Travis Hunter take the Heisman this year. And hopefully he can keep up this pace this season where you play like 120 snaps, 125 129. Snaps. 129 snaps last game. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot to play. That's a lot to put on your body. So hopefully he can keep it up, stay healthy, and we see somebody that's not on offense finally win the Heisman again. All right. No, I couldn't have said it better myself. So we're gonna talk about the other big game that happened in our in our world because we go to FAMU. The Orange Blossom Classic was played this past weekend. We beat Jackson State by 18 points. The score was 28 to 10. Now I have a very strong opinion about this game. I have a very strong opinion about our football team, but. I'm going to let Tristan take it off first. That boy Musa gonna do Musa things, man. <laughs> I, I want to start off by saying they definitely they definitely shocked me by pulling off the win. I'm gonna be completely transparent because that's what we're supposed to do. I did not have them winning this game. Shock, shock! I didn't either. They shocked me with that. But if we're being completely honest, I'm not impressed. They they could have did better. Yeah, this they lack discipline. Musa is not consistent enough with deep throws. He great intermediate throw thrower when you're not really expecting much of them. You know, like you you're up. You know, hey, he throwing it. They already up but when stuff is starting to get hot he, he's most of starting to look like me it ain't good man this <laughs> guy's not good at all guys i'm gonna keep it up i was at the game it was so many balls musa thrown that could have been changed like his ball placement was just, just horrible out of there that's just number one his ball placement was horrible it was a go route he, he, he didn't back shoulder it he put it up for a jump ball like you don't do that <laughs> sheree looking like tyreek hill saving the day as usual mm-hmm. no nah, that's that that was crazy like that that was one of the highlights crazy. of the game bro how how, how good he looked mm-hmm. just being able to use his athleticism. I definitely think if he wasn't on the team, the score would look a lot different. On top of that, he had an out route back pylon. Musa once again overthrows the ball. You just you just can't make it up. 12 for 2250. Yeah, it might look decent, but really Sharif saved him. Yeah. Saved him. I think you need to give you need to find any which way possible to Riley. Is that his last name? The uh the one that ran the kick return back first play. Yeah, Riley. Riley, Riley yeah. He needs the ball in his hand as much as possible. He He's a difference maker. There's no reason why he shouldn't at least have 12 to 15 touches a game. Him and uh, Sharif. Yeah, he's definitely an X factor for sure. Like, offer it first play. I was hyped. I was like, all right, all right, all right, bet. And then Musa started doing Musa things. And let me tell you why that's a little bit alarming, especially this season. Number one, you have a team that has yet to be in the Celebration Bowl in the Willie Simmons era. So that's alarming, number one. Number two, you have a team that constantly tells the press that they want to go to the playoffs. How do you get to the playoffs in the FCS? You would not only have to beat 
your opponents, you have to beat your opponents. So hold on, if they, if and and I do realize that when it comes down to like the end of the season, they may have to make a choice whether they want to go to the playoffs. That's what I'm Or do the celebration bowl. So do you think they're gonna choose the playoffs over the celebration bowl? I think being smart, dumbest thing. I think being, I think, I think we can all agree that being smart, choosing the celebration bowl would be better because the celebration bowl is basically the swag versus the Miac. So I like our odds against any Miac team, which I think me per and I. I want to get off top just real, real, real quick. I think that is the dumbest thing ever. We want to be in the same category as these PWIs. We want to be treated the same. We want the same amount of money. You get that by playing these schools. Like, why are we having a HBCU championship? Because that's basically what people label it as. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Stop scheduling West Florida, Lincoln High School, Rickards High. What, what are we playing them for? Yeah. Play the North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Montana. I think we all know what happened if we play those schools. <laughs> So that's why we don't play those schools, Tristan? Is because we know what will happen if we do play these schools? I mean, we have Jeremy Musa. You got to remember that. Okay, Jeff, you do not at like this, Jeremy. You do not at like this Jeremy point, No, I will tell you why. Just listen. Listen. Just watching that game, it reminds me of the 2019 49ers. Listen. And let me tell you why. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, here he go. Let me, no, no, go. no. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. The reason why I say that is because Musa is Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is Jimmy Garoppolo things, right? And the reason why Musa looked good because of the skill players and the defense. Now, the only thing I have to say about the defense in second half, they were just on cruise control. If it was another FCS team that was better than Jackson State, oh, we would have blown the lead. Let's let's be, let's keep it real. We would have blown the lead. But that's why they remind me of the 2019 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo things, and Musa does Musa like things. I've seen it in Alabama State in the cold freezing, throwing three turnovers. To add on to that point, I mean Musa was 12 for 22, but that 12 for 22 was so much worse than it looked because yeah. I'm talking about just wide open guys missing throws, overthrowing the ball like. We should have put 40 on Jackson State. And a lot of times what I saw from the team last season, and, and you know what? The game that makes me upset the most from last season is that game against Albany State. We only beat them by four points. No, Alabama State was worse. No, no. Well, no, it was worse. No, Albany State was worse because no, Albany worse. State is a D2 school. I don't care. I don't the care. score was 20 I don't care. to 16. I don't care. Amai, That's embarrassing. Amai, you're not throwing an out route on a 6-3 DB and little 5'10 Shareed with double coverage you're not throwing that but you know what did we don't know what Musa did he threw he it, threw it. <laughs> he threw it not once not twice three times so what I will say is like it's just it's just the inconsistencies we, we're seeing the same things yes. early on in the season that you know we saw throughout the entire so season here yeah here's my question for y'all based off this one well yeah kind of based off this one game well how do y'all feel we're gonna finish or finish the season off let's There's not we're no. not gonna not this is not set in stone this is just like kind of how you guys are feeling based off of this first game I'm judging at the Alabama State. There's no reason why we shouldn't beat. I mean, well, I think we're going to lose to USF, but that's like a, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, I think we should go undefeated for the rest of the season. Yeah. We should, be, we should beat everybody comfortably. Look, because because after USF, we got two back-to-back home games. And that's another thing, too. We have more road games this year, actually. So we got West Florida. Then we got Alabama State, Mississippi Valley State, Southern, Texas Southern. We're beating Southern and Southern. You think that? Southern and Texas yeah, Southern? I think so. No, like Baton Rouge Southern. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah before. I you trust so. in Musa in that environment? Yeah, he did it last year. I ain't worried. 
Like what? 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 what, what kind of raises I'm my concern is Alabama Texas, State environment. What, what? Yeah. What kind of worries me is well, no, Alabama State's coming here. So no, I'm saying from last year. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, hey, we we all got our own trauma from seeing them play last season. But so I think the interesting game on the schedule is that Prairie View game, which is our homecoming. Homecoming. Game. Oh my God. If you if you guys don't know, that's the that's the team that Coach Simmons coached before coming to the FAMU. So that'll be interesting to see that dynamic, how we match up against. Is Prairie View uh good? I, I don't know much about their team. So from what I can tell, they're decent, but I only said like that because of just the intensity of like the environment. It's a homecoming game. Willie's old team, you know, it might be a good game. You know, I, I still think we come out with the win. I feel like it'll definitely be a good game to watch for sure. And then of course, we kind of round out the season finishing playing like other swag teams, of course. So we played Lincoln, California, a D2 school again. And so like, I'm just like kind of confused. West Florida is also a D2 school. Yes, West Florida is D2, Lincoln is D2, Alabama and and then of course BCU those are our last three games of the season and so like Tristan was saying earlier if you want to compete with the likes of those FCS schools like a North Dakota State or a Montana State or whatever you may have it like we need to stop playing these D2 schools and if we're going to play them at least let's blow them out by 30 or 40 points no way in the world that Jackson State last year with Dion and Shador and Travis Hunter are only beating Albany State by four points this is not happening it's not happening now I'm not going to sit up here and be negative towards fam you man we got the win and so the important thing that kind of stopped us from winning the swag last year was jackson state and we took care of business so now we pretty much have a clear path for the rest of the season to win it's the swag to lose essentially yeah that, that shot it's over the, that shot over the swag is gone it's for us to lose so i mean i think it's it's a little bit premature i mean we never know how the season could really turn out but i mean i'm gonna go ahead and call it on a limb here that we're definitely gonna win the swag yeah yeah, yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna set in stone after week one we have a shot i love our i love our chances yeah I'm taking the odds. On I us. do love our chances. And as far as like the celebration goes, MIAC versus SWAC, South Carolina State pretty much runs the, the MIAC right now. Um, I know they got a lot of other teams that are kind of competing with them. So I'm interested to see how that side of HBCU football looks. But only time will tell. But the Rattlers do have an away game this week against USF, a 7 p.m. game. So it's not quite prime time, but I'll definitely be tuned in and uh, we'll see how we look. And so it kind of it's kind of interesting because we lost to them last season or the season ago 35 to 17 and so it, yes we lost by like maybe like 20 plus points but the game looked as closer than the score did so hold on, hold on. what time you said that game come on it's at seven. Oh yeah no yeah it's a better game coming on than them yeah bama texas time oh yeah bama does play texas man hook them horns baby they're gonna miss this hook them horns they're gonna miss me sorry let's go let's go rattlers you said go rattlers let's go rattlers you won't be tuned in brian i know you won't be tuned in I'm gonna be at the game. You gonna be? At, uh, yeah, I'm, not I'm, lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I, I got work. I got <laughs> this man always working. I got always working, dog. Unfortunately, man. But nah, like it's definitely gonna be interesting to see. But only time will tell. But guys, that's all I got for tonight, man. It's it's, it's been a great first episode back. Consistency is definitely the key when it comes to what we're trying to achieve as a podcast and everything like that. Appreciate y'all joining me in the stew. It's a little bit of a late night session. It's about nine o'clock here in Tallahassee, but it's been a pleasure, man. We finna get into some shoutouts, Brian. I'm gonna start with you over there it's great first episode shout out everybody in the studio today it's always always beautiful recording with my guys a lot of energy a lot of wrong picks deant back breathing on the mic i missed it so much oh, <laughs> i literally off to the side this time don't even try it's a big breath my boy shout out to everybody listening brian hall and drew representing broward county as per usual man yo just want to shout out everybody in the studio you know good getting back in here the whole crew just glad to be back shout out god of course family supporters nah we don't know what you're saying bro sorry hey man shout out to y'all boys i miss y'all 
boys over right, the summer, man. so ugly. Oh, yeah, I know you are. But, yeah, I miss y'all boys over the summer, man. I miss recording with y'all. Shout out to DMV League. We miss you, boys. Shout out to League, no, man. It's League. My DMV League. brother, bro. Shout out to DMV League, man. I miss you, dog. Shout out to the people we got on the other side. I know y'all probably don't know them. Y'all don't hear them. You know, shout out to the game. The up and comers, man. Shout out to Mike, too, man. He in the studio with us again. Trim. Little Trimmy. You know, <laughs> shout out to God. Shout out to the family. But Yeah, man. Shout out to God, Lord and Savior. Shout out to guys in the studio, man. It's great being back. Season okay. 2, episode 1. The Ant is in the building. Bruh. Like, that's all I needed. Bruh. Man, you know exhaling. So, yeah, we back in the studio, man. Consistent. Pushing out episodes weekly, man. I just love being back with the guys. Shout out to guys. Shout out to the guys in the studio. Shout out to my boy, Leak, man. We miss you, man. Hope to get you on the episode soon. This is WANM FM Halftime with the Playmakers. Your midweek partner with the live show, The Playmakers, which airs every Saturday from 10.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. This is your host, Mr. 813 Ahmad Kibi. I almost forgot something. Our first live show will be next Saturday. So definitely make sure to tune in with that and everything will be squared away soon. So that's all I got. See y'all later. Peace.